You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All righty, so it sounds like on the text line, Rico and Shane are talking, and they're going to figure out a time to figure it out. Get a get the golf clubs to Rico because it's Operation Get Rico to Golf. I got some stuff going on, but yeah, Rico's a busy guy. He's a dad. Today's a busy day. Today is a busy day. Four zero two four six four. Five six eight five. I'm messaging back and forth with Shane. We're figuring it out. Yeah, you're getting it done. This is it, it works out Thank really you, well. Thank you. Shane. Timing it's great. And if you end up hating those ping irons, just you know, pass them along. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we're just joking. Uh, Rico's just a little shorter than I am. All right, let's go ahead and ta- uh, bring in Steve Mark of Rivals. Um, here's a question for you, Steve. Before we get going. Anonymous Cubs fan on the text line texted in. This might be you. I don't know if it is. I doubt it is. Maybe it is. Says, Nick, who gets dealt first and where do Contreras and Hap end up? So I ask you, Steve, who gets dealt first, Wilson Contreras or Ian Hap? I'd have to go with uh, Wilson Contreras. Great. Um, you know, I, you know I, I really like Wilson. Um, he's a great catcher. But, uh, yeah, to be honest, uh, these last few weeks, this last stretch here of, of Cubs baseball has been so bad that even I have quit watching the games. Yeah. Um, so they, they have opened up some of my nights. I have got a lot more time to do things um, with my wife and, and, and be present with her instead of watching bad baseball. So, yeah, if I had to um, answer that question, I'd have to go with uh, Wilson Kondras. Are Did you buy major, uh, MLB TV? Uh, no, I, I do not have that. Okay. Yeah, I, I was I always regret buying it about halfway through the season because I well I always tell myself right at the start like okay yeah I, I I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch every single game and then you get into the heart of the season and you don't watch every single game and then you see all the the little re or you know discounted prices you know going seventy five percent off for the rest of the season for MLB TV and it's just like okay I, I wasted all my money once once again all right so we're we're joined by Steve Mark of Rivals here with us. On the happy hour, Steve, we're we're just a couple couple days away from Husker football starting up in fall camp. What what is the most interesting topic for you heading into spring ball? What where are you going to be focused on on specifically this this first couple days of spring or excuse me of fall? Goodness sakes! Yeah, boy, um, there's there's a lot of different ways that you could probably go uh, with that, Nick. But uh, I'd have to say. The offensive line. What's the offensive line going to look like? Um, I, I keep thinking to myself, man, like look at all of these interesting hires that, that the program has made, and they've been absolutely great hires. Um, if you look at the recruit with with what they're doing with recruiting, especially with the offensive assistants, you know, like uh, Mickey Joseph, uh, Bill Bush was brought on after being a, a an, an analyst since the 2020 season. Brian Applewhite has showed his worth on the recruiting tra- on the recruiting trail. Mark Whipple got his quarterback in the 2023 class from Massachusetts with uh, Pop Watson. So all those are great. But what I'm wondering is what what is Donovan Riola? Um, and, and he's got such a such a hard task in front of him with that offensive line and, and trying to mix and match. I'm wondering what that's going to look like because you know once the season get, gets here, a lot like how how 
how good this offense is going to look, how, how smooth Mark Whipple's offense is going to look, how, how good this attack is going to look. It's going to be primarily dependent on how well um, the offensive line can run block and how, and how well they could keep um, Casey Thompson, Trevor Purdy, Logan Smothers, whoever winds up to winning this uh, quarterback job, um, keep them clean. So I'm, I'm just wondering what this offensive line is going to look like, especially with you know, the news of, of um, Nerida Newelli um, being ineligible for the season. So that's kind of just a, another another thing to add on to Rayola's plate to, to try and figure out this offseason. Keeping it on the offensive side of the ball, one of the uh, only position coaches retained on the offensive side of the ball, coaching tight ends, uh, that position is t- took a hit when we found out that Thomas Vidoni would be missing all of, if not most of this season. So we've with – with Travis Vokalek and Chancellor Brewington, you know, taking most of the snaps or most of their turning snaps, uh, what is the does the depth of the tight end position scare you a little bit? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great point because you know going into it, you kind of felt really confident with uh, Thomas Fedoni and, and Travis Vokalek kind of being the the man in that room. But right now, like you said, with with Fedoni's second injury in as many off seasons, um, <laughs> it's kind of Travis. And then looking behind him is just a, a lot of young guys. And I don't, I don't really know what you do with Chancellor Brewington because, you know, we saw what he could do as a blocker in, in a specialty package in short yardage situations last year. And, you know, he, he had, he's a guy who has a lot of experience playing receiver um, just at a different level before he got here um, to Nebraska. So I'm, I'm really curious to see um, how often they use Chancellor Brewington in, in other kind of areas outside of that specialty short yardage short yard is package where you know everybody um every, everybody um kind of saw him go in motion and just kind of light up the, the guys on the edge there um to help out in the run game but uh yeah I think you know this could be just an opportunity for uh, several young guys underneath Travis I, I think Travis is a, a really good mentor a really good leader um on the team um I, I think AJ Rollins showed, showed some really good things but I'm really kind of interested to see if Chris Hickman if he can, if he can get his health right, I think he could still maybe um, find a role on this team. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I know they, I know they like Nate Morkater, um, a, a walk-on from Aurora, uh, Nebraska, a lot too. Sean Sean Beckton said a lot of great things about Nate Morkater, so it's it's really going to be um, interesting to see, you know, when Mark Whipple wants to get out of that eleven personnel with one running back and one tight end and kind of enter enter into twelve personnel where they where they get two big body two t- uh, tight ends out there. Who's going to be that second guy? We know Travis is going to be out there, but who's going to be the the guy right next to him when they go into kind of bigger packages? So I'm 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 really interested to see um, how that all plays out. We're, we're talking to Steve Mark of of Rivals with us here, and sticking with Fedoni one for a couple more minutes here with this an- another injury and in, in what you said two in two off seasons, right? Yeah. How how concerned are we? You know about the production of Thomas Fedoni when or if he ever returns to to the field of play. I mean, should Nebraska what, what's going to be their approach because we don't know what he's going to do coming off of not one but two ACL injuries. Yeah, that's that's a great point. You always kind of wonder um, wonder about that. You know, with with guys who just constantly can't get out of can't get out of the injury bug situation, and, and I think uh, uh, Fedoni uh, is kind of appearing to be one of those guys, but. You know, if you if you listen to him talk, I know he's done some um, interviews recently uh, this off season, and and he's been asked about the injury situation. Man, do you really want to pull for that guy because yeah. he he's you 
know, working his butt off to try to, to try to get healthy and do everything in the rehab correctly so he can get out and, and help his team and, and kind of prove to himself and everybody else that he was, you know, worthy of the, of the recruiting starting that he kind of, that kind of came with, came with him because, you know, at 6'6", 235, 240 pounds, you know, he's, he's absolutely what you picture in a modern day tight end that, that can just like uh, be, be split out wide, um, be, uh, you know, put him up in the slot and, and have him get mismatched against a, a smaller safety or a, or a slower linebacker, uh, things like that. There's just a lot of things like that. When you look at Thomas Fedoni, you can kind of picture, um, but he just hasn't hasn't been healthy uh, to be able to get on the field and, and show what he could do. But you know, I'm not ready to give up on him right now. I, I know he's had a heck of a tough start to his college career, but you know, just listening to him talk about the rehab process and, and how he's attacking that. I think it's it's smart for the program to not give up on him, um, you know, and, and just you know, uh, kind of help him along his way and be patient with him, and you know, hopefully it all turns out for the best when he's able to, to get out on the field. Whether that be, you know, it should be should be this season, um, but you know, it'll be really inter- interesting to see how they handle handle Fedoni's situation. Yeah, I mean, you don't we don't we don't have to remind Husker fans that he was the number one tight end in the country <laughs> yeah. coming out of Definitely. Lewis Central High School in in Iowa, so. Don't have to don't have to remind Husker fans about that. All right, sticking with the offense here, we're joined by Steve Steve Marek of Rivals right now. Let's go to the running back situation because not not a huge surprise. Marquis Step kind of exits that room uh, last last week. Yes, last week. And I mean, does that change your opinion or, or feeling about the running back room at all? Or or the three big guys of of Yant, Grant, and Gabe Irvin are kind of still there. I mean, where, how do you see this running back room shaking out? Yeah, uh, to be honest, you know, I, I don't think it, it changed my outlook of the running back um, room or situation really at all. I didn't see uh, Marquis Step kind of in the mm-hmm. in the running to to get reps with um, those four four other guys uh, that you mentioned really, and and it's nothing against Step, you know he. You know he's a he's a good kid. He's a good running back. He just needs to you know get healthy, stay healthy, and, and maybe find a program that isn't so loaded at the running back situation as yeah. Nebraska is right now. Because uh, you know with Ramir Johnson coming back, Jacquez Yant coming back, and maybe with a a better head on his uh, shoulders, and you know kind of taking into account everything that the coaches have told him, uh, maturity wise and everything. I really like what Yant kind of showed this off season, and we'll see if it pays off on the field, but. Also with Gabe Irvin Jr. and Anthony Grant, I mean, it's it's really easy to kind of forget about Gabe Irvin Jr. just because he was, you know, only out on the field for four games yeah. uh, last year before that injury um, kind of um, derailed his season. But you know, he's back, and and let's not forget he was the starter last year. He beat, he beat out a lot of these guys, so um, it's really kind of interesting to kind of picture Gabe Irvin and, and see what he can kind of do. It, it'd be a heck of a redemption story to uh, you know come back from injury after what he. Uh, dealt with and 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 kind of get reps and help out the offense. That'd be really cool. And then um, Anthony Grant, obviously, kind of looks like the whole package right now. We'll see if that comes to fruition with the with the offense. And again, with uh, Brian Applewhite, he's he's got a heck of a job in front of him just mm-hmm. just to uh, try to figure out um, how many carries these guys are going to get and how they're and how you're going to uh, kind of hand them out to them. Yeah. All right. Last one before we let you go, Steve. Uh, it was announced today. Quentin Newsom, Garrett Nelson, and Travis Vokalek will be heading to Indianapolis for Big Ten Media Days next week. I believe it's on Tuesday and Wednesday. Nebraska will be the first team to talk on Tuesday morning. Are we surprised that Casey Thompson's not in that fold, or should we just not even worry about it? 
to me, I, I don't. I wouldn't worry about it too much. I mean, uh, the, the, to start uh, Scott Frost, the program hasn't really named a starting quarterback yet. And yep. I know everybody kind of assumes that Casey Thompson is is going to be the guy, and for a rightful reason, he's he's the most experienced guy out there. Um, but you know, without naming a starter, I think it would be kind of hard to to you know put him out there and, and not name him the starter. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think they knocked it out of the park with the three three dudes that are going down there with Garrett Quinton and, and Travis. Each each are well spoken. Um, they they know how to talk really well, and you know uh, it's it's just a good a good trio uh, to go down there with Scott. So I'm excited to hear what they say. Good stuff. All right, Steve. Appreciate the time as always. Hope you can catch a couple Cubs games. The Orioles are good. I mean, I, what is going on? Should I should I adopt the Orioles? Hey, Nick, or I, is that I, what I should do? when they when they called up Adley Rutschman, I Nick got I, a jersey. I seriously thought about buying an Adley Rutschman jersey. I'm still waiting on it, so I, I don't know. Yeah, you can you I'll, can come on I'll and just join. I, I like that guy. He had some good moments in Omaha, didn't he? I, he had he some did. great moments in Omaha for for Oregon State. All right, Steve, you can come hang out with me on the Yankees wagon. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm out on them as well. Okay, speaking of, actually, before we let you go, because I, I know you, you kind of enjoy baseball, Juan Soto yeah. turning down $440 million. What was the What was the reaction? The reaction was I would not do that if I were. <laughs> that, I think that, I think we're in the same boat. I, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in the next segment. All right, Steve, appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you next Monday. All right, thank you guys. We'll see you. That is Steve Mark of Rivals inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Really good stuff there. Um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about Juan Soto denying four hundred forty million dollars from the Nationals. Makes sense. What do they do now? Um, and, and a couple MLB draft nuggets. We'll we'll talk about those coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.